Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good morning. As Lenny Kravitz is telling you right there, the Dodgers may be flying towards the league championship series. It's Thursday. The NFL is back. Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing. One more day until Keys Lakers may add one more title. There's so much to talk about. Tom Brady tonight. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. We are ready to rock and key. I just feel like L.A. sports is dominating life right now. It really The next 72 hours, 48, 72 hours. And the Yankees lost last night. I'm frustrated with our pitching. A lot of questions going on. Keys, Dodgers keep winning. The Lakers. What did you expect? Keep winning. The Rams, they're winning. I mean, it's fine. We we also, to a degree, we claim the Raiders in L.A. as well. They're not winning, so. Because yeah, you so. have told me, a fan of a certain age, <laughs> even though they have been gone for decades, they've obviously yeah. been in Los Angeles, then yeah, Oakland, the Ra- and Las the, Vegas. The, the, what's so crazy about L.A. is, in terms of just the, the popularity, obviously it's the Lakers, the Dodgers, USC. You know, you start getting into the pro sports. The Raiders are, could fall into that third category believe it or not because they were in LA LA's proximity to Oakland Vegas that's all you know people grew up there but the Raiders they and you know who else is big out there the Cowboys they're big everywhere how about Golden State no not in LA LA. for the younger would you claim them if both teams in LA were bad you probably would still and say, yeah. Hmm, say, oh, yeah. A lot of options for yeah. LA. I mean, that's just, yeah. you know. California, you really don't big really, state. The, the, just saying. A lot of teams in Northern California. Northern California <laughs> don't really mess with Southern California. Until, Southern Californians do. don't really mess with Northern Californians until they really do. We come together. <laughs> To Jay's, we don't point, separate. to Jay's point, it could be a great, great deal here for SoCal because, as you mentioned, the Dodgers here are now on the brink of moving on to the LCS with their win, a very chippy win over the San Diego Padres, and it would be great for baseball if those two SoCal teams could form some sort of connection. I know Dodgers fans always think the Giants are their rival, but Padres back in the playoffs for the first time in 14 years would be great. Added Manny Machado, some star power down there. Lakers tomorrow, and the Rams are taking on the Washington football team, which is a total mess. So it might not be two for two, Jay. It could be three for three when you throw on the Rams. Let's talk about the operative number three. Dodgers ready to go. Game three could advance today. Move on. There are three to one favorite to win the World Series. Dolly to steal Jay's gambling thunder. The shortest odds from Caesars William Hill. I know you've had a lot of heartbreak as a Dodger oh, fan. God. A lot of heartbreak. I just got chills <laughs> in my body when you said that. But I'll be honest with Believe you, right it now, it's a very early sample size. Nobody has looked better than the Dodgers. I mean, I think Braves fans could say we looked okay, but right now the Dodgers look terrific. It- it's a lot of experience, though. They've been in this position before, right? I mean, they've won the division eight straight times. They've been in this the World Series the last couple of years. I mean, when you when you think about the Dodgers, you 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 look at the roster. You can I can bat it all the way around from Seager to Turner to 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 Muncy to to Bellinger to Kershaw. I mean, you can go all the way around. It's stacked. The the the, the Achilles heel for us and a problem for us is our closer. And Kenley Jansen, what what is wrong with him? Like the ninety-five mile an hour cutters and fastballs are no longer. I mean, it was very evident last night. He threw about seven fastballs and about twenty-three cutters that dropped down into the low eighties, early nineties. And that's not, you know, when I say early nineties, I'm talking about ninety-one, ninety, eighty-eight, eighty-nine. Not getting it done. Not, that's not. I can hit that. So when you look at it, it took Joe Kelly who scared me to death when he walked the two then finally got the third out uh, to come in and kind of bail us out. Now, Kershaw, six innings pitched. He gave up the two back-to-back homers, and I, I believe this is his 
I want to say it's either his third or fourth time in the playoffs in his career giving up back-to-back jacks. Does that worry you because he's the best lefty of his generation, but something happens when the calendar flips to October with him? No, it doesn't worry me at all because when he's giving up, they're solo jacks. They're not. It's not like he's giving up two and three run jacks or home runs, if just in case you're wondering. Um, no, not you, people, I'm saying. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't worry me about that because I've seen him, when you count him out, I've seen him get the ball and do something totally different. You go back to two years ago, on short rest, he came in, he was dealing on short rest for a couple innings, got us out of there. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at that, I don't really worry about him as much as I do our closer. Our closer situation is interesting. The skipper and Dave Roberts has not made up his mind, Jay, on what he wants to do with the closer moving I, forward tonight. I love when I hear you talk as a, as a fan because every fan has something to worry about, right? There's always something like, what's going to happen, Joe Kelly? You know, he, he was able to walk Manny Machado. He walked Fernando Tatis. But look, at the end of the day, guys, there's always an element of luck that comes into any team winning any kind of championship. It's LeBron James and Ray Allen making a shot from the corner. Michael Jordan and Steve Kerr making a shot. It always happens. So to watch, you know, Gratterall come in last night, his first at-bat is obviously Fernando Tatis Jr., who knocks it, knocks it, and Cody Bellinger goes up to grab it. Those are the type of plays that I sit there and I watch as a fan being like, okay, here we go. It just seems like things are on the side for the Dodgers. Like, there's that luck element that factors into any championship key. And you have to be – I know you have questions about certain things with your team, but you have to feel good at where you guys are at right now. No, you you feel good, but the biggest question is our relief pitching at the end. But there's questions for every team. Well, no, 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 no. That We're across the board as I start this conversation. I can go around every base and everybody in the outfield, behind the plate, in the bullpen, but when I stop in the bullpen, that question, that scares everybody, whether we have Buster only on with us or or Pedro Gomez, whoever comes on, and you ask them about the Dodgers and the pitching and where we're at, the first thing they're going to point to is Kenley Jansen because a Great. guy that comes pitching? in. Can we switch pitching then? We'll take all your pictures. We'll take them. That's <laughs> what, I'm just I asking mean, you to put it in perspective. No, like no, when you start looking I, at I the under, finer caps. I understand. Our, you would love to have our pitching. And we would love to have uh, Mario Rivera come walking out of the dugout right now for us to close things out. But guess what? That's not going to happen. It's so not going to happen. Switching gears here to the Yankees. Jay, to your point. Great. Let's go from a high to a low. Yes, awesome. indeed. The Rays taking a 2-1 series lead with a 7-2 win yesterday. Michael Kay, who is the voice of the Yankees and hosts a show on our flagship station ESPN 98.7 uh, in New York, will join us again at 8.30 a.m. Eastern this is his thoughts on what he saw last night. Then I'm going to give you some numbers that are going to blow your mind on the Yankees and the Rays. This is how I equate what the Yankees did yesterday. Mike Tyson climbs into a boxing ring, and his opponent is Pee Wee Herman. And Tyson insists Tyson that they play Jeopardy instead of box. That's what the Yankees did. Okay, so what he's speaking of there was a couple nights ago, but look. Are we so, calling Garcia Mike Tyson? <laughs> you're talking hey. about Davey Garcia, the 21-year-old that wasn't in there very much and didn't prove himself to be too effective. Bottom line is, last night it could have been a little bit of a, a role reversal there for Michael Kay's comments. Again, he'll join us at 
Here's the bottom line in this particular series. These two teams played 10 times in the regular season as you play every foe this year 10 Rays times. Rays have dominated. Right. Rays won eight. Okay, they won eight of the 10, and now they're on the verge of putting the Yankees on the brink. All right, now let's talk about this. Let this settle in your mind for a second. Garrett Cole makes $36 million this year. Oh, yeah, we have the highest payroll. It's ridiculous. Okay. 200 plus million dollars. always have the highest payroll. I know, I know, but yeah. the Rays have the third lowest, I'm by not the breaking news And here. they always have the lowest. Garrett Cole is making $36 million this year. The Rays combined hmm. are making 28. And, and, and I understand that. Yeah. But, but we are talking about New York and we're talking about Tampa Bay. That, that, let's, we're talking about the Yankees. We're talking about big. Just, so tell is, me how is, they're on you, the verge you're of a big always, collapse. You're going to always be big for the Yankees and the Lakers and the Dodgers. And the, that's just that's what it is. The payrolls are always going to be high. So when you look at it, you say, well, why not take the model that the, it won't work? That model doesn't work in New York, the well, Rays model. Keep in mind, your Dodgers are led by Andrew Friedman, who actually built the Rays. The reason Key's Dodgers have Andrew Friedman, one of the best executives in baseball running the team, is because he did more with less in Tampa. Now he's doing more with more in L.A. Just listen to this. Garrett Cole at 36, Stanton at 26, Tanaka at 23, Jay Happ at 17, Araldis at 16. All of those players... All of them make more than the Rays' highest paid player, the pitcher Charlie Morton, at 15. And despite all of that and an $80 million payroll difference, the Yankees are on the brink. I was told not to respond because we have to go to break. Okay. (laughs) So you're looking at me. I'm just trying to keep the show moving. Gotcha. Thanks for following directions. Still to come, Patrick Mahomes does a handshake, a post-game handshake every single week. Why this one was so magnified and why he's not exactly apologetic about it. This... On the way. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Pats, the Titans, and the Raiders that are in a holding pattern, and 29 other teams, as Key said earlier this morning, are completely on standby. And we have with us, standing by on the Shell Pennzoil performance line, Sam Acho. He is the vice president of the NFL Players Association, nine-year vet 
in the league with everything swirling. Sam, good morning. Welcome inside Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Can you take our listeners inside the conversations between the Players Association and the NFL, soup to nuts, from safety to protocol, short-term, long-term, on trying to salvage this season? Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me. I think the main issue here is this. It's people following protocol. We've seen since August 1st, we've seen a total of 84 total players and staff test positive for COVID. Out of that 84, uh, about over half actually have been staffed that have tested positive. And so I think just to help reset the picture, there's a lot of talk of, man, are the players the ones getting sick? What's going on? A lot of it's staff as well. We call it tier one or tier two personnel, players or, or staff or coaches that are essential to the game. And so what we're seeing is somewhat of a massive shift now. We had a call just yesterday with the, with the entire NFL board of representatives. And the day before, we had a call with the player representative saying, what measures do we need to take in order to stop the outbreak? And we are seeing an outbreak. We saw Tennessee have a total of 19 players and staff, tier one or two personnel, test positive for COVID and games get canceled or delayed. And so what we've seen now, talk about from nuts to bolts, so we've seen a, a major shift in protocol. There's a new a rule put in place that will not allow more than three tier one or two personnel, that's coaches, that's players, um, no more than three gathering together outside of the facility. That's a new measure in order to stop the spread of COVID. We've seen new measures put in for free agent visits as well. Oftentimes people get injured in the NFL. As we know, it stands for not for long. And so people get injured all the time and, and free agents come work out. There's a new limit on the number of free agent workouts you can have. And also before a free agent can come in and sign and even work out, they have to wait five days till all the tests come back. And so to answer your question, Zuby, uh, we are doing whatever we can to keep the season alive. Sam, what have the conversations been like between the NFL and the NFL PA uh, about, you know, handling of the protocols with the players specifically, because when you look at what happened with the Raiders, it was outside the facility. It was in Las Vegas at a charitable event. They got fined. Guys were not wearing masks. Another conversation. Absolutely key. Well, here's the deal. There, there are two simultaneous conversations going on right now. There's a conversation between the NFL and the NFLPA saying, what measures do we need to put in place to keep this thing from spreading? And then there's a conversation from the players themselves. I think that's the question you're talking about between in the NFLPA amongst NFL players saying, what do we need to do to keep this thing from spreading? You talk about Las Vegas and the charity event, right? Derek Carr, all these guys were there. We, we understand that. But what you also want to talk about is Tennessee, how a lot of the reason why uh, the outbreak spread in Tennessee was because players were trying to get together because the facility was, was closed, right? Now, that's not to say that coaches weren't involved as well in, in helping that thing spread. But the, the fact of the matter is, both players and coaches in some way, shape, or form have not been following protocol. That's not just in Tennessee, as you know, Keyshawn. That's everywhere. It's like when somebody gets caught cheating, right? Gets caught watching film that they shouldn't be watching or something. It's not just one team that did it. Everybody's doing it. I mean, it's just the fact of the matter. And so now you have to really get to the bottom of how do we keep everyone under the protocol and and following the protocol, which is hard, right? you got 2,000-plus players. Right, I don't know how many, maybe 800 or so coaches, almost 3,000 people trying to keep them together. It's not easy. Hey, Sam, I just wanted to confirm. Did you say that the COVID spread because of the workout that the Tennessee Titans held, not at the practice facility? Is that what you said? 
Well, so the COVID, COVID, so the COVID got caught, and we're still trying to find obviously the uh, the bottom line essentially. But um, either players or coaches or both were not wearing masks, right? Somewhere along the line, we're not wearing masks, and so initially that essentially got started by uh, it seemed like it was a player interacting with a coach who wasn't and and one of them or maybe both of them or whatever weren't wearing a mask, and so initially. Boom! Now, 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 maybe I don't know if the players knew or not, but somebody had COVID, and now the facilities are closed, and there's a game that's still scheduled to happen. And so, from what we understand, some of the players said, "Okay, well, well, we don't know if it's a coach or a player, but we need we need to get ready for our game on Sunday. Um, let's kind of do the what practice what we've been practicing, right? Masks on, etc., but not at the facility. And so, from there, it seems like that's where the spread happened amongst players. But as we understand. It's still more staff who are separated. More staff have COVID than players, and so I, you know, I don't want the last thing I want us to do is start to say, well, the players this or the players that. It's both and, right? I think I think out of the out of the 19 cases, I think 11 are staff members, and it's all after they were all not at the facility. Sam, how do you guys uh, handle the situation like with Stephon Gilmore, right? So obviously deemed negative plays in the game, interacts with all the Chiefs players, gets back on the plane, confined area, practices for a day or two, like, and then tests positive. How do you handle that as that's fluid and ongoing, obviously? Yeah, well, some people are under the impression that that game shouldn't have been played. And some people are under the impression that the season may not, uh, should not have been played for a lot of reasons. I think the way you handle it is if you continue to test every day, I think we added a new measure to say, okay, we're going to also test on game days because there's no guarantee that he was positive on game day or before game day. That positive may have come after the game, right? And so um, I think the, there's two things that need to happen. Number one, you have to ramp up your testing, which we're working on, right? We've been testing nearly every single day. Obviously, game day is a little bit hard, um, but we're, now we're testing every single day. And then secondly, I think the, the thing we have to avoid is, is casting blame, right? Because you might say, well, Stephon Gilmore, what were you doing in order to test positive, were you not wearing a mask or what, what was going on? But as we all know, at least what we all believe, according to Dr. Fauci and other experts, oftentimes it's not the people who are wearing masks that are spreading the disease. It's people who aren't. So Stefan could have been wearing a mask and, and maybe somewhere down the line, somebody wasn't. And then all of a sudden he got COVID. And so um, with him, with Cam Newton, uh, that's, why I wanted, that's why I think we should be really careful around the conversation about um, blaming a player who tests positive. A lot of that is outside of your specific control. Absolutely. Sam Acho, NFL PA Executive Committee Vice President, joining us on Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Zubin. Let me ask you this about the conversation that I've had with the fellas and amongst others about a potential bubble, Sam. Not NBA, WNBA, NHL, soccer, MLS bubble, but more of a regional type bubble within the city the hotels around the facilities, busing to and from practice, to and from uh, games, much like the NBA. Has that conversation come up at all with the NFLPA? Well, Key, I still don't see how that works. And I, and I understand people have had conversations and uh, opinions about the regional bubbles, right? Maybe all the teams in L.A. or Seattle they play, and Arizona play each other, and then all the teams on the East Coast play each other. and. and I, I still don't see how that works, and I and I get the idea. Well, no, 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 Sam, not 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 like playing each other in those regions. Putting uh-huh. an extended training camp, for instance, the New York Jets, the New York Giants, both are in New Jersey. 
go isolate the players, the staff in hotels and create that bubble for those hotels, for those camps, for those players at those spots. And then when it's time to move on to go play a game, charter the bus to the plane, get on it and go. Now, with that being said, you're going to take people away from their families to a degree. That type of bubble is what I'm talking about. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Well, I think people are, are, are willing to make that sacrifice. I still, I just still think it's tough because at the end of the day, games are still being played. So, so though you might be isolating during the week, you're still practicing, you're still interacting, and you're going back to your hotel and you're summing up. So you might, if you, if you, if the guys agree to be away from their families, I get it. And I get it. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal, right? It's a sacrifice. People sacrifice all the time, but then you're still on the plane. And how do you, how do you have a bubble on the plane, right? How do you have a bubble and when you get to the other teams, uh, their states, and you're playing, how do you have a bubble when you're playing the game? I mean, there's what I believe is when you talk about a bubble, you got to think WNBA and NBA, where they were not even leaving that Disney resort. Like everybody stayed there. Nobody came in. Nobody came out. Even hockey. I had a friend who plays hockey, and they were doing their bubble in Canada. I couldn't even send a package to my homie because he because he like nothing's coming in, nothing's coming out. And so as soon as you, lack of better terms, burst that bubble it eradicates the reason, in my opinion, for having a bubble. Um, just like with the people talking about wearing masks, right? Okay, you have, you have 80% of the guys wearing masks and 20% not. Maybe 95% wear and 5% don't. It's almost like, yeah, the, the, the percentage may be less, but there's still a chance people could get COVID. And so when, I, when you start talking about, and I understand, when you start talking about bubbles, and I understand this, I understand that we're trying to do whatever we can, but, man, you start talking about bubbles, and then you start talking about traveling bubbles, it's, we're already trying to do that and keeping players um, on tier one and tier two, uh, isolated in a lot of ways. I, Sam, I guess what Keyshawn was alluding to is it's, yeah, I understand the NFL is trying to do that, but guys, you know, still have the optionality depending upon what state they're in to do things when they're not at the practice facility, right? So I, I guess trying to limit the fact that, hey, if you have kids, your kids are going to school. Some other states, your kids aren't going to school. Uh, maybe your wives are getting together for parties or going to events. So I guess trying to take all those things out of the equation, yes, you still are in the plane, but if your team and the staff is isolating, it shouldn't be a thing if you're continuously being tested and you're isolating to be on a plane together, coming into a stadium, then playing the game, then leaving in that same isolation period. Uh, if every team had taken those kind of protocols, could that be something that works? I think that's what Keyshawn was alluding to. Yeah, and, and I, I mean, and I hear and I hear that, but I still, and this is just me, Sam Acho, just opining, right? I still believe that if you do if you do that, and then somebody tests positive, and then what, right? Because I understand state by state there are different rules, but also there are rules within the NFL saying, hey, it's a it's a couple couple thousand dollar fine, right? A high number if you're if you get caught pretty much breaking these protocols. There are players on the Raiders and other teams, even staff and coaches getting fined, right? I think coaches got fined fifty or $100,000 for not wearing masks on the sideline, things like that. And so there are hefty fines that are uh, put in place for players. And I hear what you're saying as far as, well, try and make even a, a stricter bubble. And that's, I think that's probably coming next, if I'm being totally honest, some type of stricter bubble. I'm just saying, Sam, but, you can't find me if you don't know what I'm doing. Right. Like if I'm at home, and I go out with my friends. You don't know if you don't see me out with my friends, you don't know what I'm doing. I may not be with other teammates, but I, st yeah, I still may not be responsible that you take those factors out of it when you confine a team to one specific location. That's all I'm saying. You still don't in a lot of ways, Jay. Like in, you played ball and Keyshawn, you played as well. People can find ways to, to, to get around systems, no matter how strict your type of system is. You can find a way to slip slide around it. Right. Where, even whether there's curfews, whether 
people can find a way. Even if there's a hotel. No, no, that's true. Hey, Sam, no, that's true. But what I'm specifically saying is the hotels within that city, within that region, lock it down. No one comes in. No one goes out. If you're not with our organization, there's a no-no. The sacrifice is you may be without your family. From a number standpoint from NFL owners, the teams make about $200 million a year each. For that small sacrifice to pay for those things will cost them probably 25 at the low million to about 40, 35 to 40 at the high to save this season and to make sure that that investment is moving forward so that they can get to the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, and I believe, I, and I actually believe, I, I believe this. I believe that, I don't think that money is, is, uh, is a hindrance or an issue. I believe that, because um, as, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, that's a pretty solid idea, right? And I, and I, you know, but I, and I think there's some credit to that, some credence to that, because um, it takes away, right? It takes away maybe wives, wives or kids or any types of interactions. But I still think there's still ways for players to test positive, even with those restrictions in place. And I still think you have to answer that question if and when those positives happen. It's the question of, okay, what do we do now, right? Let's say that regional bubble didn't work because of a, uh, something on a plane or something at a different hotel or a different bus or maybe when guys are playing and now somebody gets it, right? We saw Patrick Mahomes zap up uh, Stephon Gilmore. And, I mean, he's like, oh, mental lapse of, of judgment. What, what do you do then? That's all I'm saying. And I think that's a um, – I think that's the – the kind of question you got to continue to have, right? I'm not, you know, to answer the question, yeah, you could try that. We could try that. And I think, and maybe it'll, maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't, you know, but then what happens if it doesn't? That's a fair point. In fair addition point. to being the uh, vice president there of the NFL Players Association, Sam's also an author. He's got a new book, Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. It'll be out next Tuesday, October 13th. Best of luck with the book launch. Really appreciate you joining us this morning. Great, passionate conversation. Appreciate Absolutely. You, I appreciate you know, Zub, Jay Will, uh, Key, I appreciate y'all, man. I always love being on with you guys and talking. Yes, sir. Respect, brother. Thank you. Great stuff. And in just a couple minutes, we're going to break down some of the tiers. We're going to be talking a lot about tiers here and what this specifically means, especially if more teams have an outbreak and they decide to prioritize players and staff. We'll talk about that in a minute. Sam brought it up. I do think it's really important to make sure we get that there. That'll be on the way. But first, a little Sports Center, and then Mr. Monday Night. We're going to start with a little bit of baseball. Let's go from the senior circuit, then we'll get into the junior circuit. Keys, Dodgers, looking great. They put the Padres on the brink of elimination. The Braves have essentially done the same thing to the Marlins. Both of those two teams have a 2-0 series lead in their best-of-five league division series. Both series resumed today. Los Angeles final first pitch of the day, and they could close it out. The Braves with the first first pitch of the day, they could close it out as well. In the American League, the Rays with a payroll $80 million less than Jay's Yankees could take out the Bronx Bombers today after an 8-4 win last night. They're up 2-1. They won 8 of 10 in the regular season against the Yankees and the domination, to a degree, (laughs) at least last night, continues in the postseason. And the A's have decided to wake up and join the League Division Series. They've cut the deficit in half with the Houston Astros again. All four games today being played. All eight teams left trying to win Major League Baseball's World Series, the 2020 playoffs, unlike any other. All four games can be heard this morning, or excuse me, throughout the day, of course, on ESPN+. 
Radio. And that will do it for your Sports Center update. Keyshawn J. Will has even presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. And a reminder, Sports Center brought to you by Indeed. If the next step for your business is finding a high impact hire, try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job post at Indeed.com slash high impact terms and conditions apply. Mr. Monday Night, as I just mentioned a moment ago, is Lou Riddick. He joins us on the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. Synthetic motor oils from Pennzoil are made from natural gas. Gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof's in the Pennzoil based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Lou, right before you came on, we were speaking to Sam Acho. He's the Executive Committee Vice President of the National Football League Players Association. So essentially, a guy that really speaks for all the guys on all the 32 teams, all 55-man rosters. They have put new rules into place, obviously, as we learn things. There are modifications. I want you to take a listen to the newest things that they have proposed and have implemented, and then we will get your thoughts. Hmm. Do we have that from Sam? So what we're seeing is somewhat of a massive shift now. We had a call just yesterday with the, with the entire NFL board of representatives. And the day before, we had a call with the player representative saying, what measures do we need to take in order to stop the outbreak? And we are seeing an outbreak. We saw Tennessee have a total of 19 players and staff, tier one or two personnel, test positive for COVID and games get canceled or delayed. Lou, I just want to quickly mention this because I think this is really important for everybody. I know you know this, but for people that are just following the story now, it continues to roll. The tier system. I just want to mention this, and I'll get your comments on Acho. So just so everybody is up to speed. Tier 1, players, coaches, trainers, physicians, and necessary personnel. Tier 2, GMs, team presidents, football ops guys. Team 3, in-house media, field managers, people that do transportation, stadium, or event facilities. So those are the tiers we are mentioning. What do you make of Acho's comments? Yeah, I, I couldn't hear all of it, what he said, but I, but I would say this, you know, look, as far as them trying to explore what else do they, do they need to do, especially when you're talking about tier one and two, tier two people, you know, anything short of necessarily putting them in a bubble, which is something that I, I just don't know if you can do at this point in time. I don't know if you can retroactively put these guys in in that kind of situation and have it work out to where everyone's going to agree to that. I think what what this is what's going to come down to is this. Really the long and short of it is this. We are in a pandemic. It's going to be hard to have people really confine themselves in such a way that not really not where they're just confining themselves meaning the players but to make sure that their families and anyone else that they could be exposed to it's going to be really hard to get them to consistently and 100% make sure that they're not putting themselves in any kind of situation that could have some kind of adverse effect on the individual player and or coaching staff or training staff individual who could then take it back to the facility it it really is hard to do this especially in a time where the coronavirus right now is exploding all over the place once again as we move into the fall and winter and in the flu season. It really is hard. But what I will say, though, is this. And, my, and I, I go back to what Mike Tomlin said before the season started. And that is that you have to make sure that you take personal accountability and understand that any time that you make a decision that you know is potentially putting you in harm's way or exposing you to the risk of coronavirus, not only, you're, you're not only just doing it to yourself. But if one of you fails, we could all fail. And that means 
You cannot take take chances with situations where you're not wearing a mask in public. You're getting around others who you don't know where or you can't account for every place that they have been at every moment of the day. So you automatically have to assume that everyone is a suspect and you have to be willing to make this kind of sacrifice if you want to make sure that you're giving yourself the best possible chance to succeed and have this season play out. If you aren't willing to make that sacrifice, and I said this back in August, if you aren't willing to make that sacrifice, then just don't play. Opt out, get out, because one slip up where you feel like, you know what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not with it today. I'm not feeling like making that sacrifice today. I really don't want to put this mask on one more time today. I want to just go out and talk to somebody without having this mask up on my face. If you can't make that kind of sacrifice, you have to get out. You have to excuse yourself because one slip up and you can bring the whole thing down. I don't know necessarily what happened in Tennessee. I hear all the reports that everyone else is hearing. But it's, but it sounds like it's going to end up ultimately being a situation where someone or someones, some a group of people decided to say, hey, you know what? I'm just going to go off on my own and do my own thing right now because... That's just what I feel like doing, and, and, I'm just, and, I, and you're not thinking about the greater good here. You're not thinking about the collective. And it's tough. It's tough on all of us. It's tough on, on you. Look, we have people at ESPN traveling all over the country right now trying to, televise, trying to broadcast football games, college and pro, and everyone's having to make sacrifices. It's not fun for anybody. It really isn't. But if one of you fail, if one of us fail, we could all fail, especially if there is something we could have done about it. And we know that, this, that we're not going to bat a thousand on this. We're not going to be perfect on it. There's going to be positives. But as long as it's one of those where you were still trying to do everything the right way, I think that's something that I think all players, all tier one, tier two, all owners would be willing to live with. It's just when if you go outside of the protocols that you know that you have to follow and then you then all of a sudden something blows up because you went outside of the parameters that we all needed to agree to. That's where the problem is. I, I just, there is no 100% fail-safe solution in this thing. Short of, and I've heard you guys talk about this, heard you guys talking about this, a totally confined, 100% secure and safe bubble, which we're past that point now. We're past that, and I don't think that was ever really a feasible possibility in the NFL, like it was with the NBA. We're past that point. This is going to require tremendous sacrifice on the part of, of everyone, and you have to consciously think, if I decide to let my guard down, what it could do to not just me, but what it could do to the other 54 guys on that roster and all the other people who are within that building that you are currently, you know, that is your place of employment, what it could do and how it could put the entire season in jeopardy, not just for that team, but for multiple other teams if it gets out of control. That's what it's always come down, that's what it was going to come down to from the very beginning, and that's what's still going to determine whether or not we are able to finish out this season. It's simple as that. Well said. Complete and total trust. The big question is, do we actually have it? Safety first, as Lou said. And Lou, safe travels to you as you head down to New Orleans right now. Charger Saints with Hurricane Delta bearing down. Still scheduled for Louisiana Monday night. Safe travels, and we'll see you early next week. Be careful, Lou. You bet. All right, Lou. All, All right, right, man. Take care, guys. You got it. That's Lou Riddick. We'll take it or shake it. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. 
Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And now, it's time for the last dance giveaway. Man, you, I felt like I was about to run out of the tunnel. <laughs> I felt like I was at the United Center my rookie year again. <laughs> it's Ray Clay from North Carolina, number 23. And then it just goes inaudible because the crowd was so loud, you couldn't even hear the words. Michael Jordan. Yesterday, we kicked off our first listener contest on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, and we wanted you to remind you, you have until the end of our show today to enter for your chance to win the Last Dance giveaway, the great 10-part ESPN series that captivated America earlier this year. We're giving away three Blu-ray gift sets of the Last Dance, the Emmy Award-winning sports doc I just mentioned. The Blu-ray gift set also includes over four hours of bonus features, special packaging, 28-page gallery books, stunning photography. It'll be released just in time for the holidays, so if you've got a Michael Jordan fan in the family, get ready. The limited Blu-ray set makes the perfect gift for the basketball fanatic in your life. We pinned the tweet to the top of our Twitter feed, so here's all you have to do at KeyJNZ. Retweet our post with the hashtag the Last Dance Radio Sweep. I'll say that again. Hashtag the Last Dance Radio Sweeps and follow both at KeyJNZ that's our Twitter feed and at ESPN Radio on Twitter. Again, just retweet our contest post with the hashtag the last dance radio sweeps and follow both the Twitter feeds ours at KJNZ and at ESPN radio on Twitter. How easy is that? You have until the end of today's show and we're going to let you go to the hilt 9:59:59 a.m. Eastern. You won't get that last second back, but get in there before 10 a.m. Eastern for your chance to win the last dance Blu-ray gift set for complete contest rules. You can go to espnradio.com. And the one sitting on our table is mine, so Oh, you've claimed it. Yeah, I'm, but we got others that he we're going to give you. He didn't try to steal it a couple <laughs> times already. See, there you go. Now you're going to have uh, people thinking, uh, "Stop. Stop it. Don't even sit. Don't go there. Do not say it." I'm definitely not saying it. Let's no, take it or shake it. You can't say it. You can't say it. He can't. <laughs> Let's take it or shake it. Take it or shake it. Take it. Take it. Or shake it. Take it. Take it or shake it. This is simple. You take it, it's a yes. You shake it, let's toss it. Take it or shake it is brought to you by 
Granger. And this is something, if you've been listening to us here the last little while, a lot of passionate discussion. And this is the end game, folks. I mean, this is the crescendo moment. The Super Bowl will be pushed back due to COVID-19. Take it or shake it, Key. Take it. Take it. I think, I think it'll, we're, we're getting into that kind of gray area now where they're going to start to look at how to move that thing back as this season continues to come with COVID outbreaks at different teams. So, yeah, I think it will. I think, it. you know, they, they, they'll be able to push it back a week. It'll be fine. March Madness for the Super Bowl. I Look, to be frank with you, I don't care if it's in March. I don't care if it's in April. As long as it comes down to a completion, I'm good. Good stuff. March Great Ma- weather at that time of year in Tampa anyway. Absolutely. And they're definitely having a March Madness 21. That could be an unbelievable month. Take it or shake it. Aaron Rodgers will win the MVP this season. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. I, th- I, think it'll, I think Russell Wilson will, will separate himself, you know, as we get into the back end of the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers will be right there with him. But Russell Wilson hasn't gotten one, let alone he hasn't gotten a single vote. In his entire NFL career, not Ridic- one vote. Ridiculous. So I think that they'll just give him that. You know how they do in the NBA. They get tired of watching the same guys over and over and over, and it might just be his time. Let's give it to Barkley instead of Jordan that one year. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Even though for Key, a couple of days ago, Aaron Rodgers has the slight edge. Slight edge. He still has over a slight Russell edge. Right I'm now. not the one with the vote, though. Okay. I'm saying. It's normally take it or shake it. <laughs> Key might go rake it on this one. Uh, the Heat shock the world and win Friday night what? in the NBA Finals. Next question. Shake it, man. Come on. Shake it. Shake it, man. You, you wasted minutes on, now. Not going to happen. They're not coming. They're not, They're not winning back. three in a row. Three in a row? That's They're not They're not winning three in a row. Even if AD or LeBron had to miss time, they're not winning three in a row. Here's the question. Will the Chiefs win 16 in a row over 17 weeks. The Chiefs will go undefeated in the regular season. Take it or shake it. Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. They won't shake go undefeated. It. Too hard. No, it's too hard. And and I don't think Andy Reid and I don't I don't think Andy Reid is looking to go undefeated. I don't think that at all. I think he just wants to win football games, get back to the Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl. If they go to the Super Bowl at eight and eight, he's happy. Let's have a bet here. I'll wear something else that you'll tell me to wear. Oh, don't I, do that. I, I, I'm going to I'm going to take the Chiefs to go undefeated. Okay. Granted, I'll, granted, I'll granted, take granted, that something take COVID happens like I I can't have a player out with COVID. Now, now here we if go. Everybody's healthy. I'm taking them Here to be we go. I'll get your thoughts in I a second. Hedge. So, Jay has the he's reserving the right to change his mind based on world events, which yes. I think is totally fair. That's Great. fair. Thank you, Zubin. What, what if it's 15 and 0 cuz they lose a game? I mean, they have to, you know, that's undefeated. Okay, so you take that. You well, you know 15 and 0 is undefeated, okay, right? Okay, I'm just saying you take that. I just want to make sure cuz you 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 said the bet, then you try to say, well, somebody hurt somebody this. Well, if it works out in my favor, yeah. You don't really want that bet. Real quick. I might put you in something like that. <laughs> like Zubin's outfit? No, like the mask, but... Uh, you are, what's wrong with you? Go ahead, Zubin. <laughs> Granger helps your business move forward with supplies and solutions for every industry. Safety recovery guides, 24-7 support and more. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. You get, you know, coming off of last night's debate, you get a rebuttal here oh, on gosh. his thoughts about going undefeated. Politics <laughs> it's reason. It's, it's, well, wait, not, wait, wait. Only 23 days Oh, left. I can't interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go stop. Go ahead. go ahead. What? You, they, they're not going to go undefeated. Give you have two minutes. You really oh, don't. Jeez. <laughs> Do you get to make up time? Do you get to make up time? I don't, I'm, I don't know what the rules are. I am talking. <laughs> can I finish? Um, it. They, Andy Reid's not going to want to do it. Coaches don't want to do those sort of things. We saw the New England Patriots do it because they got tired of everybody harassing them about cheating, so they wanted to prove to everyone, we don't need to cheat. If they win 
every game, one game at a time, and they just find themselves in that situation, they're not going to tell their team, let's lose this game because I don't want to be undefeated. Once the NFL team We have to clinched. go to break, Keyshawn. We have oh, to see, go to break. That, go ahead, Zubac. Go ahead, Zubac. That's exactly what happened last night. <laughs> Defense wins championships in baseball. We'll explain. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.